Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Calming Blankets. Calming Blankets are the best weighted blankets engineered to help relieve anxiety and stress. And let's be honest, we all need quite a bit of that right now. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello again, everyone. Oh. What? What have you seen out the window there? <laughs> it just started pouring down with rain for the first mm. time since I've been here. That's sad. Which is great, because all the animals need it. I'm in the country now, Grace. Different rules apply. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yesterday, you wouldn't believe if you just zoomed in and saw what I was doing at that very moment. It was walking through the field, picking grass out of our paddock and feeding it to the sheep in the next paddock because the their grass was all dry and they were hungry. That is really <laughs> wholesome. But sad. I know. Are the parks shut in London? Hell no. I went to a park yesterday, which was Easter Sunday. And it was like, it was popping off. There was people sunbathing nearly naked. There was people having picnics. There was lots of illegal soccer matches going on. It was very much open and and thriving. It's naughty. Yeah, it was really naughty. Because Hannah, (laughs) no, whoever I was talking to, yeah, Hannah, someone I was talking to was like, Victoria Park is shut. It's boarded up so you can't get in. So we walked, we walked up to Kew Gardens on our, our walk and that's shut. I think that might be, I think if it needs, if it needs upkeep in some way, maybe they're shutting them. Everyone's, this is the thing. Everyone's been trapped inside for the most horrendous three months of weather. And yesterday was 24 degrees and Easter Sunday. And it's just, you know, it's pretty hard to keep people with young children inside the house. And that's when it would just suck not having any kind of outdoor bit at all, because Literally, if the park is shut in East London, what are you going to do if you can't get outside, if you don't have a balcony? Yeah, which most people don't. I just Europeans are so funny. We were walking from the grocery store a couple of days ago, and it was honestly super overcast. It must have been 16 degrees or something, and there was the tiniest patch of grass, like just long enough to fit a human body. And as we were walking, we're like, whoa, and looked through the bushes, and there was like 20... <laughs> Italians just lined up sunbathing. It was just so funny. And they were all talking to each other. Oh, my Um, God. It was just nowhere near sunny enough to be out in your underwear, lounged on essentially the street. (laughs) I know. People go wild in London when there's a tiny glimmer of sun. And everyone just has their bikinis on. 
It's so funny. So good. I don't think – will we lay in the park – like we'll lay in the park, but will we lay in the park with our midriffs, like in in swimwear? I don't think we'll ever do that. I don't think we'll ever acclimatize that much. Me either. What have you been up to this week in ISO? Oh, you look not much. <laughs> I have to say, it's probably I'm going progressively down in productiveness week on week in terms of like personally enriching things. Haven't started any new series. Haven't really finished any books. Haven't, you know, learned a language, haven't cooked anything. Welcome to my life, Grace O'Neill. Yeah, it's it's fine. Everything's kind of blurring into one single massive day. But I think, and we'll talk about this a bit later, but I think this is the first week my anxiety's kicked in. So that's fun. Because I felt quite chilled yeah. about it before, but my anxiety expresses itself in weird ways, as it, the same for you, where, like, the bang of a door is very upsetting make me burst into tears mm, very. or I have cra- <laughs> I have crazy dreams I have such if so when I'm anxious I'm not consciously anxious I'm subconsciously anxious and then I have horrendously horrible dreams and then I wake up and I'm like okay you're anxious what are you anxious about it's kind of a strange process yeah that's weird but I did see our friend Ellie posted the other day on her stories being like I've been having the most vivid crazy dreams um has anyone else been and then all her responses were saying that it was crazy anxiety I've never really had that although I did have I have been actually having quite vivid dreams I had a really weird dream the other night um I can't even remember (laughs) (laughs) oh my god god what a dramatic pause for nothing no I was about to excitedly tell you a dream as well, and then I realized I couldn't remember either. And it's just, you always think (laughs) your dreams are exciting, and then you you tell them, and they're just fucking nonsense, and no one cares but you, and not even you, really. Um, I have have fears about people getting in the house. I have such a a thing about that. Do you have dreams about that, you mean? (laughs) Well, I have, like, vivid half-awake, half-asleep dreams of, of thinking about ways that people can get in the house and then kind of dreaming that. Yeah, that's probably not very um reassuring for listeners everyone's taking their headphones out they're like stressing (laughs) me out but i did watch fleabag because they're doing a fundraiser for the nhs here and you pay four pounds and watch it so i watched it and i loved it oh you hadn't seen it had you no because you went but i didn't go because i was in australia yeah i thought we went together for some reason that's right yeah how good was it it's so good it really is. It's so good. I think it's hard when you know the whole series. Like, I wish I'd I'd seen it without having seen the show because I just feel like it must have blown you away if you'd never seen it before. But when you know all the beats that are coming, yeah. you're just waiting for stuff that you know is going to happen to happen. But, you know, when it picking, it was wonderful. And there were extra little bits in it. Yeah, there were little nuggets. And the husband was Scottish in her version, which was an interesting twist. It's the only thing I can think of. Because when I saw it, I think we've already said this, I was up so high, literally, basically out of the top of the theatre, that I couldn't really even see her. (laughs) I need to watch it again. (laughs) It still counted. The power to sit there, she literally just sits for an hour and 20 minutes without stopping in a chair and just speaks the whole first season of the show in a monologue. And to make that so interesting and captivating that you can just sit and watch one person just talk for an hour and a half. It's just amazing. Well, she made it so interesting and captivating it got turned into Fleabag. It's almost... wild. It's all... Yeah. It's strange that it started as that and not just a TV show because it just suits being a TV show so much. I um, just watched the first episode of Run, which is Vicky Jones's new show, and Vicky Jones is the... What's the... Oh, the, the... the grace to my Izzy. The grace to Okay, okay. We're casting ourselves as Phoebe Waller-Bridge, are we? <laughs> this scenario. No, but they're just best friends. I'm You're sorry, like the lesser known. I'm Bruni. talented. Um, no, Vicky Jones is really talented. <laughs> She's brunette. I mean, come on. You would have been Baby Spice. I would have been posh. It's just the way things go. She directed the Fleabag show as well. Mm-hmm. I saw in yeah. the credits. What a power yeah. duo. They made, yeah, so they made Fleabag together and 
I'm pretty sure they even made Phoebe Oliver's first show together, Crashing. And then, yeah, they did this together. They do, they do like, everything together. They're inseparable. She's but she's what Fleabag's best friend character is based off. Aww. Yeah. So, you know how they're just, like, always sitting in the kitchen drinking wines and smoking joints and laughing? That's what really happens. That is cute. Okay, so how is Run? Because I try to watch it to catch up with you, but it's not coming out for a couple of days here. It was really good. So it stars... Um, Fuck, what's her fucking name? Do you know her name? <laughs> no, it's something crazy. It's probably like Meredith Smith or something. Oh, Merritt Weaver. It stars Merritt Weaver from... Oh my god. Unbelievable. <laughs> Can we keep all this in, please? <laughs> Holy shit, I'm so tired. Our research um, from <laughs> Unbelievable. It stars? Yeah. Yes. It stars Merritt Weaver from Unbelievable. And Dom Hall Gleason from my favorite movie ever. She also can't Is he can't <laughs> My favorite movie ever. Give me a second. What's that fucking movie called? <laughs> oh, About Time. I'm going to watch that because I need to watch a good rom-com. And secondly, I have a bit of a crush on Dom Hall Gleason ever since I saw him in that Black Mirror episode where he plays himself as a robot. Oh, that was a weird one. <laughs> As opposed to you all reckon? the... I, lo- I re- remember that as one of my favorite ones, but, but maybe it was because of him. It's such yeah. a crazy idea. So that it was this idea of in the future, there's like grief robots that recreate, use all of your text messages and the data from your phone calls. I feel like that create, will happen. <laughs> that will fully happen. It's a great idea to create a bot that you can talk to after someone you love dies and it'll respond in their exact tone and with the nicknames you use and with the jokes and references and stuff and then it goes so far so crazy yeah it's really crazy i would do that with you it would be it would be horrible if i died and there was a bot of me all you would get was omg 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 that's all it would respond to no you would get you would get wild that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) <laughs> our bots would just OMG. be so stupid people would be like is your bot fucking broken <laughs> or they'd be like this one's on the house it really took us less than four minutes to get all the answers crafted <laughs> yeah so it stars them phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it i think she plays a small part the first episode was it's only 30 minutes each and basically it's merritt weaver and don hoggleson I mean, you can't really say much without giving it away, without getting giving anything away. I know, but then I watched the trailer today, which is only 90 seconds long, and I feel like it gives away everything. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to say that, like, the whole episode, that <laughs> literally, yeah, they're basically are running away. <laughs> That's all you know so far. They're college, college... Sweethearts. Sweethearts, and they send each other a text saying, run, and then they meet on a train. You just yeah, widened your eyes to me. Episode. Yeah, you were like, go slow down. I was like, that's just the, the premise. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole first episode. <laughs> Is it funny? Um, Kind of. It's not a, like a comedy. Mm, I feel like it might potentially mean to be. I think I have a bad, I, I think I have a bad feeling about it because a friend of ours who is a journalist who is really onto it with her pop culture and books and movie recommendations and everything. Um, she's already seen the whole first season and she was like, I didn't really love it. So now I've got this weird I, thing in my head that I don't I think it's going to be that good. I had a weird vibe off the trailer. I wasn't, I was yeah. like, I'm not sure what this tone is. I know. But so we'll see. We'll see. I want it to, be, I really want it to be really good. Cause I think this is Vicky Jones's first massive thing without, obviously Phoebe Waller-Bridge is an executive producer, but it's her first thing. With Phoebe kind of second. It's just this, uh, like, um... It's you. It's your first debut. I was going to say, like, you'll relate to this, but, you know, when you're, when one person is so huge that they take all of the the shadow off everything the other person does. Um, but it, it must be the expectations when you created Fleabag and Killing Eve back-to-back. You've just had your masterful golden globe circuit you're the biggest girl in the world everyone's you know that's it's an annoying amount of pressure to put on your friend's first little project 
because if, if it didn't have any of that context, you'd watch it and be like, oh, this is a cool little show. I like this. But yeah. because you want it to be the third flea bag, it's just doomed to fail. I know, exactly. And I feel like we should also insert, because I am so obsessed with these guys' friendship. It really reminds me of me and you, kind of how we bounce off each other and get creative ideas off each other. And we are best mates outside of work, but then work is such a big thing for us because it's every time we're together, we get creative ideas and we want to do worky stuff. Um, Literally to the point where we started a WhatsApp that was just for the podcast. (laughs) We started a WhatsApp for work because we wanted to keep our work and our friendship separate. And so we just have our normal WhatsApp and then a WhatsApp for AWD and work stuff and anything to do with stuff we've got going on for work. And we literally have not texted outside of the AWD chat our other one is a barren wasteland apart from times we've accidentally sent stuff to the personal (laughs) one we've been like whoops sorry ignore that and then we've sent it to the (laughs) official work one literally i can't think of one thing to talk to you about but um in our defense nothing is happening no i'll i want to insert this cute bit here of phoebe willabridge talking to elizabeth day about vicky jones and their friendship because when i first listened to it i was on a plane somewhere and i was thinking about you as i was listening to it and it made me miss you so much because it's just the cutest thing ever and it just kind of reminds you that yes phoebe Waller-Bridge is amazing but then you just are like obviously this woman helped her so much to the point where i'm pretty sure she wouldn't have even created fleabag without her (laughs) and everyone's just like phoebe yeah exactly i met vicky who you know, is my creative partner in in life and my best, best friend. And she was the real catalyst of change. I can't just say, I just sat down and wrote a play. It was like, no, I met somebody who changed my life and gave me a sense of confidence and fearlessness. Because I was like, if I've got her and I fail, she'll be there with me and she'll laugh it out and she'll be like, well, you did what you do. And if they don't like it, then they don't like it. Let's try something else. Do you know what I love about that is that you have described what many people would conventionally think of as the perfect romantic relationship and it's actually the greatest friend in your life. Yeah. And we joke about that with each other, that we're the loves of each other's lives and the other loves that come in are our, like we're each other's wives and the men in our lives are our mistresses. (laughs) And um, it really did feel like that. It is the most romantic story. Yeah, we've just never doubted each other and never doubted each other's presence in each other's lives and she's been a huge, huge part of anything good that's come out of my career and that is why I probably don't feel like an imposter as well because I feel like it can be quite a lonely industry and I feel very very lucky that I found my partner in crime but I do feel incredibly secure I feel like with her and so love in any other shape or form is a wonderful bonus and fills another part of me so to speak but (laughs) yeah so I have um having is it PMT? I don't know. At the moment, really bad in isolation. I've been in bed all day today. I'm now eating some sort of just fucked up, like sour rope out of a bag. Have I said this on the podcast that I, when I went off the pill, I didn't get my period for six months, no. and my oh, and my skin was going crazy, and I just knew that. I mean, I've been really stressed, but also going off the pill, like. I don't know, I've gone off the pill before and my period has not disappeared like this, but I literally, not a drop for six months. And then I came to New Zealand and my friend um, gave me this hormone cleanse detox powder thing that you put every single day, you have a scoop and you put it in water and it tastes like you're literally eating bark and you (laughs) you swish it around and scull it. It's disgusting. And then within six days... I had my period, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. I and just never day, believe in alternative medicine, even though I'm sure it's like extremely rooted in actual science. I'm like, wow, wow, a powder can't do that, but it can. Yeah. And Shows what I know. It's, re- it's, it's quite powerful stuff because literally <laughs> the first day I took it, I had it and then I forgot that I'd had it and then my face went bright red and I was like what's happening and it was 11 in the morning and I was like I might need a little nap and then I lay down and I woke up at 3 p.m yeah you're unconscious you're unconscious for like two days when you started taking it you're like sorry I don't know what's been happening but I've been in a sort of hormonal dark hole yeah and I just had a and then I got a massive headache which I think it's just 
I think that kind of happens when you do like a juice cleanse or anything, a detoxy thing. And then now I feel so much better. I can't believe that my period came. I had that Flow app, which I downloaded ages ago. <laughs> and and it literally kept alerting. The last. Yeah, if, literally every th- three weeks to a month, it would go, are you okay? <laughs> would literally alert me and go, are you, you okay? Alive? Just checking We're going in. To call the I was like, if you don't press. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't fucking know. And then now I got to log it in. And then I also want to see if it helps with my skin, which has been, um, I, I never had problems with my skin when I was younger, when I was a teenager. And then when I got into my twenties, my chin started breaking out really bad with kind of cystic hormonal acne. And I went to a dermatologist and the dermatologist cost so much money and put me on a treatment plan, which was so much money, probably mm. $700 total. Mm. And nothing worked. And she was like, your hormones are just out of balance. And so the whole time I was like, there's just literally nothing I can do about it because it's just in my body. It's just my hormones. I can't help it. And then I realized that there actually are things you can do to help it, like taking a probiotic daily, which is what I've started doing. And I'm doing this hormone cleanse thing. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of other bits and bobs. that. And I was reading this British Vogue article that's just so good, which I'll put in our um, group. This is a, a, actually an interesting topic, I think, because skin is – I don't know how to frame this, but it's like clear skin is this aspirational thing that, like, everyone is telling us to work towards. But for the vast majority of people to actually get to that point – it's such a fucking expense. It's such a, mm. a, a, like, I hate banding the term privileged around, but it is that kind of thing of, I had the same thing where I went through such a bad sp- spell with my skin. It obviously, everyone knows, impacts your confidence. It's really difficult. But I did the same where I went to dermatologists, I went to naturopaths, I went to skincare consultants, I got facials. I did everything and would have spent, hundreds if not thousands of dollars and it just made no difference and then yeah the skincare i'm on now is really really expensive and it does kind of keep it in check but it's such a a money thing to get to that Mm, point that's the thing like i was just like i literally can't afford to go to another dermatologist and spend that much money on something that's probably not going to work and so this whole time i've just been kind of riding it out hoping that once my hormones calm down after the pill that it will even out a bit and then i realized that there are things I can do to help my kind of gut health or whatever. So we'll see. But yeah, it is such a privileged thing. It's it's like, and everything I read, whenever you read different, you get in like this wormhole of skincare stuff. Mm. And, and everything you read, you're just suddenly like, oh, well, I need this product. Even the other day after Emily Alga from Grazia took over, she's Grazia's beauty editor she took over our instagram stories and she was posting rationale which you own which is super expensive skincare from australia which is really great but she was posting it saying that that's the thing that really helps her skin and then you've told me it really helps your skin and i'm like well now i just need rationale but it's not the time to be spending 500 dollars on skincare yeah and it's just that thing as well where i felt really bad because i have a really good friend who i recommended it to and then she bought it and it didn't change her skin and now she's just wasted money and i feel terrible so there is literally no one answer fits all. But I remember us talking about it when we were going through a really bad period of our skin where we were saying, I would pay $10,000 just to have no skincare problems. And we just genuinely meant that. And it's so Mm. kind of, it's such a depressing indictment of how valuable it is seen to have that people would, it reminds me of that flea bag thing. Would you take five years off your life for the perfect body? It's like, our aesthetics are yeah. so important to us that we would bankrupt ourselves just because we think if we just had this one thing, life I know, would be and I always have this funny thing with my skin as well, which is so stupid, where I feel that if I go out in public where my skin is really bad and really red and inflamed and I have kind of cystic acne, then I think that people think that I don't take care of myself. Ah, Interesting. Because I think that people think that, because I don't know, I think people think that I'm unhealthy or I don't, I don't know. I've just got this really weird hang up about it. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, firstly, you shouldn't think that and you shouldn't call yourself stupid for, for thinking that either, but you shouldn't think that. But it's because we have been kind of brought up in this, firstly, we were brought up in a culture with a lot of myths around skin. 
Like, I was always told, yeah. don't eat chocolate because it gives you pimples. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think people think that I eat really unhealthy. So there's all these foods that we avoid that actually have no impact at all on our skin. I know, there's all these hang-ups that we have about it. And I love now that there's the acne acceptance movement and you're seeing a bit more of that on Instagram, but we're still so far away from getting to that point. And our friend Kate, who's a beauty editor as well, did a great post on her Instagram about how and she's just got a great Instagram account anyway. Her name's Kate Lancaster. That's really about kind of breaking down some of those stereotypes about skin. Because obviously as a beauty editor, there would be an added amount of pressure in terms of yeah. having, like you said, this idea that perfect skin is a result of putting in enough effort. Mm, Whereas exactly. it's such a fucking myth because it, just read one person's into the gloss profile, okay? They all say... I just put on like a bit of bioderma and I don't really know. And then I'll just use this like $4 moisturizer and I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do this because you're born with perfect skin. <laughs> it's just genetic. Yeah, that was and even, I was watching, I was watching on British Vogue, they had Jessica Alba doing her morning or nighttime skincare routine or something. And everyone in the comments was like, this is literally an example of exactly what not to do to your skin. But her skin is just fucking perfect because she's Jessica Alba so she just doesn't know and she's using this face cloth and literally like hacking at her face with it (laughs) rubbing it so so hard and then she has this weird sucky vacuum machine going like this across her face literally pulling her skin out oh my god yeah but yeah exactly all these people who, who are blessed to have perfect skin and then all of us even when we interview when we used to interview celebrities like Every single time I would interview Kendall Jenner or we would interview Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid or anyone like that, one of the main questions is, what's your skincare routine? What's your beauty routine? And if they're lucky enough to just wake up with perfect skin, then they just say, oh, you know, I just splash some water on and then I use this moisturizer and then we all run out and buy it as if that's going to give us Gigi Hadid's skin. Exactly. And that you'll always hear the, wash your makeup before you go to bed at night. If that was the difference between girls having perfect skin and having not so perfect skin then everyone would be sweet because nothing is unfortunately (laughs) that simple and everyone we know has skincare issues literally everyone they might decide not to put on instagram which is totally fine because we're taught to curate ourselves on there but uh, we also live in this world where we're kind of made to feel like no one does (laughs) because people will talk about it i read because we all love skincare i read skincare profiles all the time and there are people who say, I get really bad breakouts or I get acne or I suffer with this or I suffer with that. And you're like, I've never seen a picture of you ever not looking completely flawless, you know? Yeah. Literally the only My... thing I can think of is Kendall Jenner you've ever seen. Yeah, it's so true. Any and that was, wasn't on even on purpose. And that wasn't even on purpose. That was just because she went to an awards show and people zoomed in on them. And then it's hard because things like exactly like you said with people who are beauty editors – they have access to all the best beauty products in the world and all the best, I don't know, experts in the world. Yeah, and, and treatments they, and, and things. And sometimes it's just, you just still can't get it under control. That's why it's hard because everyone has such different skin that I don't even want to tell people what this, or recommend to people that this this detox supplement thing, because it just might not work for everyone. It seems to be working for me because it's literally got, I got my period in six days, which seems... Like, it's obviously doing something which hopefully will help my hormones, but then who knows? One thing I would say is I feel like a bit of a myth that exists is that you have to use a product for, like, two months or something before it works. I feel like that's a line peddled by the industry to keep you buying stuff that's not working. And when I started using the skincare that I'm using, I had this amazing woman who basically just said, look, it's really fucking expensive. Here's a free tester. If you don't notice really noticeable differences by the end of this tester, do not buy it. But if you notice really noticeable differences, you know, and then it literally transformed my skin in five days and that was worth it. And then I stopped using it over here when I was in isolation and my skin completely transformed again. It, anything that you do, don't be it's i don't want to bandy about the term gaslighting but you know how people because they've a vested interest in you buying something make you feel like it's really working or you've just got to wait a bit longer or you're weird mm. that it doesn't work on you because it works on everyone else if something's not working like don't fuck around don't waste your money and all your time yeah another thing that i loved this week was benny feldstein 
uh, on Jamila Jamil's podcast. So she, Jamila's launched her first podcast called I Way, and her first guest was Beanie, who we are both obsessed with. And it was just such a good interview. I love her so much. I am so happy you told me about it because it was just the nicest listen ever this afternoon. Mm. Beanie is just great, just so grounded and down to earth (laughs) with such a good sense of herself. Very inspiring person for young women to listen to. I just am a huge, huge fan of her. I know. I loved it so much. And I I really found what she was talking about when she was talking about her body so interesting. So basically Jamila was saying she loves that she's an actress who no one focuses on her weight and and her body isn't part of why she's cast for roles and it just has nothing to do with it. She's just an amazing actress. And she was saying that that kind of didn't exist years ago and she even brought up the Bridget Jones thing, which we've talked about a bunch of times, saying that Bridget Jones was considered to be big when she was literally a size Australian 10. And Yeah, and I think she said that she's – I loved how she said she's purposely not done roles where that's the point of the role. She talked about doing a lot of musical theatre and how everyone kept saying to her, you should go out for the lead in Hairspray because that's the one famous bigger-sized girl in musical theatre and how – firstly, how insulting that was to just typecast her (laughs) from the age of fucking 10. And secondly, she was like, my ambitions is to play all of – the major roles in these productions or to play all of the characters that I find interesting. Why would I limit my aspirations to the one character who maybe has looks a body, has that a body type similar, that might yeah. be similar to mine? It's just crazy. And I, yeah, like you say, it's so she's only been in two movies, both which have been fucking amazing. Lady Bird and Booksmart. And both those characters, <laughs> the characters yeah. have had, it hasn't been a part of their character whatsoever. And I think that's so important. And she kind of talked about how she's trying to be this figure that she wishes that she'd seen when she was younger. There were different doctors and and people that wanted me to go on diets or eat a certain way. And and um, it always felt horrible to me. And it was something that I loathed and, and didn't like and would resist. And shopping was always kind of stressful. And, shopping and, for clothes. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. feeling like uncomfortable with like the the options I had or the size I was wearing and and then at like I think around 16 I just sort of like threw my hands up and was like I started saying this thing which is carried me through my whole like rest of my adolescence and into my adulthood which is like they either want the bean or they don't want the bean I think at a certain point I lived with this for so long I was just like I'm chubby. I'm never going to be that way. This is just who I am. And I like it. It suits my personality. It suits who I am. I love clothes. They look great on me. And that's just kind of it. She also was talking about how when she was doing a musical and she was dancing for eight hours a day, every day, I think it was in New York. She came back to LA where she's from. And she said that the moment she landed in LA, all anyone could talk about was her body. Every single person would walk up to her saying, oh my God, you look great. Wow, you've lost so much weight. I almost didn't recognize you. She said, even her therapist said that. And she was saying that for years and years, so when she was younger, um, she was trying to change her body and she felt insecure about her body and she was you know, trying to go on all these diets and trying to think about it. And then she got to the point where she was like, you know what, fuck it. This is who I am. I feel happiest like this. And then she came back from this production and everyone was just going at her kind of being like, oh my God, you look so amazing. Oh my God. And it really made her feel so horrible because she was like, oh, it's kind of like you're saying that now I look great. So I obviously looked really bad before. And she was like, just stop praising me for my body. I didn't ask for this. Like She was like, I know everyone was trying to be nice, but just don't comment on someone's weight. Yeah, ever because the implicit um association someone's going to make when you do that like you say is that they didn't look great before or that they won't look great if they return to the weight they were before it's just i guess maybe it is that thing where we have so many fucking unconscious biases that connect thinness with health or um looking after ourselves or you know they're all completely wrong they have no grounding in science and in fact most of the time it's the fucking opposite that so many celebrities have come out and talked about the time when they were most praised for their bodies is the time when they've been the unhealthiest and the most unhappy in their own lives. But because we have these really dangerous cultural hangups about what thinness equates to, I think people just make these judgments often without thinking or putting two and two together. So they might look at someone and not even be thinking you look like you've lost weight. 
but because that person has lost weight, they're immediately thinking you look healthier than normal or you're looking, yeah, you're glowing or you're great or whatever. It's these, we have such a cultural obsession with thinness. It's crazy. Mm. It's, it's crazy. Mm. When you start digging below the surface of how pervasive it is, it's just, it's toxic. It's in everything that we do. It's nuts. I know. Something I actually wanted to talk about with you off the back of that interview that I loved that made me feel really sad was Beanie talking about the first time she kind of discovered that caring about your weight was a thing and how kind of um, like how clueless she'd been about that even being mm. a thing to talk about until someone said something to her when she was 12 at high school or something or people started making jokes about it and then all of a sudden she realized that that was a thing she had to care about and I feel like every girl has that kind of moment where they clock in and say oh oh and you're so innocent before then and you think that the world just runs around based on I don't know just judging you based off how funny you are person (laughs) yeah yeah all these different factors and then this crushing you get this crushing moment of realization followed by a billion others after that um that even if your parents are great they can't really protect you for and I feel like I can kind of remember what mine was but I wonder if you can remember that happening to you I don't remember that happening to me but I remember vividly being on a beach age 17 and it was new year's eve and I remember being on a beach in a bikini and I would have been really small back then and I would never have thought I was. I remember really disliking my body and I remember being on a beach and thinking or saying, yeah, thinking to myself this time next year, you're going to look so good because you look so gross right now. Right. And I look back and I'm just like, and I have not one photo of me in a bikini basically anywhere ever. But like, you know, my ch- your childhood, you're going to the beach, you're having so much fun, you're hanging out with your friends. There's just no documentation of that at all because I felt so uh, um, insecure about my body. So there's just literally, you could not find a photo of me in my teens or early 20s even anywhere. And yeah, and such, such a waste, right, of like a, yeah. a time that you just should have not even been spending a single minute thinking about that. It's just really mm. sad. I remember it too because I remember <laughs> when I was I, – I feel like I was very closeted from it for some reason. I don't know how. I don't know. I didn't really read magazines. I wasn't into clothes really. I was I – don't, I don't know. I mean, it must have pierced you some me somehow, but I just remember not caring at all about how I looked. I never wore makeup. I had really bad hair. I just – didn't think about my body whatsoever and then I remember when I was 16 my boyfriend who's actually a really nice guy that I'm friends with now broke up with me for this really 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 hot girl she was just like had abs gorgeous and my friends were saying stuff like god I just can't imagine anything worse than this happening this is so horrible you must feel so terrible like your boyfriend breaking up with you for someone so much prettier than you basically and yeah. I just, it hadn't crossed my mind before genuinely that it would be a fact, a factor. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I never, it had never genuinely crossed my mind that someone who really liked you for your personality, who found you funny, who you could talk to for hours would break up with you for a person who they didn't know anything about their personality, but who was just really attractive. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I it was like my brain exploded and I feel like I hadn't been let in on this big secret to the universe and I felt really embarrassed and I just became so conscious of looks from that moment on because I thought, well, I don't want to, I don't want to not know the rules of this game, you know? Yeah, that's so sad. It's sad, hey, and then you just keep having more and more things happening Yeah, through the rest of your life that just teaches you that that's the right way to think. I know. If you just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just wild. Like, if you were just the exact same human or a worse human being than you are now, like, 30% meaner and just a shittier person but had Gigi Hadid's face, you would get so much further in your life, which is just so crazy. Yeah. and so wild. Yeah, our culture just rewards this crazy narrow idea of attractiveness so heavily. It's just nuts. 
But I, I loved how Beanie Feldstein talked about trying to get back to that place before she got corrupted by the world, that that's kind yeah. of her goal. And I was like, that's such yeah. a great goal to just get back to the point where you – no one walks around being – unless – I don't think anyone in the whole world walks around being completely stoked and thrilled with how they look. It's just about not really caring, I think, is the point. Yeah. I love that as well. And just doing things, whatever makes you happy. Doing things that literally just make you feel good. Not doing it for that reason. Yeah, especially with isolation, I think, because it's obviously... I just feel like we've talked about how this is probably something that a lot of people are thinking about at the moment and probably beating themselves up for at the moment, you know? It's just like a very triggering time for anyone who's had a um, eating disorder in the past or is funny with food. It would be a, re- a really triggering time because your routine's all thrown out and you're stuck at home and you probably don't have access to the food that you would usually eat and... Yeah, it's just and then and then you feel guilty if you're not working out all the time because it seems like everyone in the world is. It's yeah, and even if, um, I saw a thing on Vice that was saying, which I didn't even think about, be, being at home, you're in such a proximity to mirrors all day, which sounds like a silly thing, but it's such a a thing, and mm. just being so close to your fridge all the time the only thing you're allowed to do on any given day is to either walk outside to exercise or walk to get food. Like it's, it's suddenly become this huge part of our lives. Yeah. Um, so please, 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 if you're listening to this, just try really hard to battle with your head to not be saying negative things to yourself because we can guarantee that you're doing your best and that you are amazing and interesting and all of the best parts about you probably have very little to do with how you look. Yeah, literally. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Calming Blankets and there literally could be no better time for it. Calming Blankets is Australia's favourite weighted blanket for improving sleep and reducing stress. I actually wrote an article about them years ago um, and I've wanted to try one ever since to see if it helps with my anxiety. So I got a 4kg one and have no idea how I ever lived without it. I know. I have a 4 kilo one too and I sleep with it every single night. And also sometimes when I'm really stressed, Zach will be like, do you need the blanket? And I'm like, yes. And he has to run over and put it on me because it, cal- <laughs> it, it calms me down like straight away. I know. They're so good. Um, and I also had no idea that the idea of a calming practice has been around for generations. So... Therapists have been using the technique of deep touch pressure stimulation for stress, anxiety, ADHD, PTSD, and insomnia. And studies show that deep touch pressure works to improve sleep, reduce stress, and calm the mind. So with calming blankets, the inner lining is sewn with thousands of evenly distributed glass beads, which create a weighted effect, which sends signals to your brain that you're in a space where you can relax and unwind. Calming blankets come in both adults' and children's weights and sizes and different colorways and styles to suit all tastes. And listeners of After Work Drinks, you lucky ducks, are going to get $115 off, which is heaps, off your adult or children's calming blankets. Simply head to www.calmingblankets.com.au and enter the discount code. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. After work drinks. That's www.calmingblankets.com.au. Thank you so much to Calming Blankets for sponsoring this episode of After Work Drinks. And alleviating all of our anxiety. I would like to move on to talk about, which we briefly talked about with PJ in our dinner yes. episode from last week. Yes. But <laughs> Florence Pugh's Instagram message to the world 
So Florence Pugh, if you don't know already, is a what is she 24 we, we, we know that for certainly no she's 24, 24. actress i am 24 british actress uh she was in little woman she was in midsummer she's really really incredible and she also happens to date zach braff who yes the guy from scrubs <laughs> yes before um, you ask <laughs> <laughs> yes before you ask the guy from scrubs goes out with the hottest new breakthrough actress of 2020 somehow um, and they met on a film set, I think maybe like a year and a half, two years ago, and they've been dating ever since. And basically for his birthday, she posted a photo of him on her account and got a lot of backlash or people just commenting on her post because they have an, what's the age gap? 20, no, he's 45, years. she's 24. 21 years, yeah. 21 years. Yeah. Um, and then because of that, she turned off the comments on her post and posted an Instagram TV message kind of calling out her f- fans for trolling her boyfriend and saying anything that you say about him kind of negatively affects me. I'm 24 years old. I have been working since I was 17 years old. I have been earning money since I was 17 years old. I became an adult when I was 18 years old and I started paying taxes when I was 18 years old. I'll underline this fact. I am 24 years old. I do not need you to tell me who I should and should not love. And I would never in my life ever, ever tell anyone who they can and cannot love. Okay. Discuss. I just, firstly, I just love, I feel like her video is just iconic because as I discussed in the dinner party episode, it's just such – I feel like she, she did it to show that she's grown up and mature, but it kind of just served to make her feel, like, really, really 20-something. I almost feel like I know, he was in the was background so being cute. like, don't do the video on Instagram. I know. When she was putting it up, I was like, where is Zach Braff while all of this is going on? He's obviously just inside the house somewhere. <laughs> I feel like he wasn't told and it went up and he was like, thanks, babe. But he just realized it probably made him look even worse in this scenario. If someone, I know. She's just so cute because she kept saying, she just kept saying, I'm 24. Just to reiterate, I am 24. And it just, it just made me laugh. I know it was so funny and I yeah exactly we don't agree at all with anyone trolling anyone and if you want to date someone who is 20 years older than you there's absolutely no problem in that I think the problem that people are having with this isn't the age gap it's kind of the funny it's just hilarious that she goes it's, out with Zach Braff there, it's, it's just there is just something problem. about <laughs> there is something about the like the overall message which is like I'm 24 and I will date Zach Braff if I want to <laughs> It's I know. just and everyone's like, okay. so iconic. I just can't get over it. It's it's probably one of my favorite pop culture moments of the year. I'm gonna call it same. And I love as well her the the photo she chose to go with, and also the caption of his birthday post. Really is confusing. <laughs> today today we shall smile wider than the clouds are gray. What for starters? That is just so strange. April 6th, and we're celebrating hard. Happy birthday wishes, boogies, and cheers for this special person. Raise those bubbles and jiggle. Aww. They're cute. This is a relationship that fascinates me and will continue to fascinate me. I was going through there. I just find it a funny thing because I'm like, yes, you can definitely date Zach Braff if he makes you happy. No one is. But I just do. There are no laws against it as far no, as we know. But I just do not think... I just feel like it's one of those things that when she gets to about 28, 29, she'll look back and be like, oh, dear God. Like, all of us. That video will be getting an archive. Someone of that age. Let's put it yes. that way. You know, you're 22 and you fall in love and it might be the first, your first really serious relationship. And then you look back later and you're just like, what the hell was going through my head? I mean, she might prove us wrong, but. <laughs> and she marries Zach Braff. Oh, I want that yeah. wedding to happen now. I need to see a Vogue wedding's with Florence Pugh and Zach Braff with the whole backstory. I, w- I looked up I looked up iconic age gaps in celebrities because, as we know, it's very common and there is nothing particularly wrong with it, except I did just scroll past Woody Allen and Sunye Previn <laughs> in no. this article. Um, it would be so common with actors and actresses as well because young actresses are cast with 
older men in Hollywood. Yes, this is something that we need to highlight is that it happens, like you say, so often in Hollywood because men keep being cast as leading men up until they're 55 and their female love interests just get swapped out for various 22-year-olds for the whole time. Or even Anna de Armas is 20 nine and ben affleck is like 50 and they just start alongside each other as love interests and now they go out and there are so many couples that you would just to look at would never would never think of as an age gap couple because we're so neutralized to it like bahati prinsloo and adam levine blake lively and ryan reynolds yeah um amal and george nearly a 20 year age gap really yeah you just wouldn't you know because we just we're used to and even when people went even when people went wild about Keanu Reeves and his girlfriend, the artist Alexandra Grant, being like, Keanu Reeves has an age-appropriate girlfriend and she's still seven years or something younger than like him. 12 like 12 years younger than him. Yeah, oh, I know. It's she... crazy. Yes. <laughs> they were trying to frame it yeah. as finally date someone in a normal age. And I was like, it still kind of isn't. My favorite age gap is Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor, who are 31 years apart. They're probably obsessed, the most... Obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. Probably the most iconic Hollywood couple. Um... Mm-hmm. Who else have we got here? God, a few randoms. This one makes me upset for reasons you'll understand, which is that Al Pacino is 40 years older than his girlfriend, who is Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend's mum. <laughs> I know. That's the most gross little weird <laughs> triangle. And then that's how Leo met her, right? When she was like 12. Yeah, that's just... I, oh, another iconic one, Izzy. That's another. That's another story. Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble, twenty-five years. <laughs> I know. Anytime it goes in, we're, we're, I know exactly. Anytime it goes in the other direction, the it's just fine. Okay, we didn't make the rules. It's just feminism. <laughs> I know Madonna. <laughs> Madonna's literally dating like her pool boy. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson and Sam Taylor Johnson are one of my favorite couples in Hollywood. And that just doesn't follow any of our logic because it's just <laughs> what we're saying is wrong but flipped. And I, I don't care. I just love it. Um, yeah. yeah. And the king, and, but you were... the king and queen of Bhutan is the last one. Ten-year age gap. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Good to know. <laughs> what I find funny about the Florence Pugh and Zach Braff thing is all of the articles about them always have just weird kind of elements. Details. Even agreed. when she... Yeah, so when she got nominated for the Oscar, there's a photo of her walking out of the house looking so cute in the cutest little floral dress and holding a champagne bottle. And then he's just in like a hoodie and fucking sweatpants. It's like, Zach, she just got nominated for an Oscar. Yes, and he took that photo of her obviously in bed when she got nominated and she put avocados on her boobs to cover up that she's naked. (laughs) I love that lots of websites have been doing tracing their relationship timeline and they're just so funny. It's like October 19th, 2018. Zach comments a princess emoji on Florence's picture. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Relationship timeline. It's such a God. rage. And then there was a really bad but funny reaction where he, 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 I think people thought he was thirst trapping her, but they were already dating. And he commented on a picture she put up with an emoji. And someone goes, dude, you're 45. And then she replied something like, yeah, and he still got debt or something. And I was like, no. I know. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was fine when Kate Beckinsale dated Pete Davidson, even though it wasn't. No, I hated that relationship (laughs) so much. Remember when they were hooking up at the front row of a basketball game and Anthony from Queer Eye was just so upset? (laughs) They were literally going at it. I was like, why are all these celebrities, why are they all so horny? <laughs> Sorry, this, this is the last one. Um, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Absolutely. Oh, iconic. Absolutely Love. approved age gap. What's their age gap? She's 12 years older than him. Oh, yeah. He's such a hottie. I also saw a really upsetting tweet today that said that when Zach Braff was 30, Florence Pugh was nine. Yeah. I know. I dated someone, like, a lot older than me. Yeah. What do you make of it? 18 years. And and you were, Um, you were young as well, right? Like. Yeah. I kind of, it's, it's a weird thing because now that I look back, I feel like it was a bit weird, but at the time you obviously don't because you think you're so growing up. That's the thing. When I look at Florence Pugh's 
Instagram. I know 24 is old. 24 is older than me. I was like 18 or 17 when we met. Yeah. So I was very young. But at the time, you think you're so old because I was living out of home. I was, I'd moved down to Wellington to study and go to university. And I just thought I was such a growing up. But I obviously wasn't at all. And this person's like 30, I don't know, what's <laughs> fucking maths? 30 something. Years older than 17. Um, and at the time I thought, yeah, I thought it was fine. And then now I look back and even my friend messaged me not long ago, one of my best friends. and was like, now looking back at that, do you think it was quite weird? And I was like, yeah, I've been kind of thinking about that for ages Mm. because you just, but I don't know. I don't know. I think that, I think that that's one thing I wanted to on a more serious note, talk about with this Florence Pugh, Zach Braff thing is that like, we can't not have, a bit of a chat about huge age gaps. Like I think there is room to talk about whether or not that's kind of, it's not about passing judgment on an individual person's relationship and telling someone who, who they can and cannot love, you know, but I think that's kind of boiling it down to something more simplistic than what it is. Not for Florence Pugh, because that is her relationship and it is as simple as that to her. But I mean, there is this crazy phenomenon in Hollywood of much, much, much older, experienced, respected, uh, established actors getting romantically involved with very, very, very young, unknown actresses who don't have connections in the industry when they're the lowest on the pecking order and the guy is the highest on the pecking order in the room, you know? And I just yeah, think I, that I think... that's, like, maybe it doesn't apply to this situation, but I think to say that no. you just cannot discuss that phenomenon at all without it being bullying towards the guy who's involved is is probably not a very nuanced take to have on it yeah and i think the thing is is the issue isn't an age gap between people it's what it's exactly what you were saying it's the power dynamic it is it does i think matter when the age that the girl or the guy is when they meet this person i think that really matters if they're super 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 young yeah, it's a difference and if, to meeting and someone when thing. you're 30 and then being 50 to meeting someone when you're 15 and then being 35. Yeah, well, that's just illegal then, but yeah. <laughs> I know, but you know, yeah. it's, well, Leonardo DiCaprio met his girlfriend when she was 12, let's not forget. But it, it is just such a big difference and there's such a big difference in the power dynamics. I think those are all of the things that kind because of, that kind of came into play with with the person I was dating as well. It was like a very, very, very different power dynamic. So yes. I now look back. That's why I look back and think it was a bit weird. It wasn't simply because of the age of me, even though, yeah, it's just, you know what I mean? I think there's so many other factors that are involved. And for people listening who are, bit, who are dating someone who's a bunch older than them, I don't, and also, you know, like I remember a girl um, coming to my house, she was a friend of a friend a few years ago, and she was, she'd been sleeping with her boss secretly, and she was... 27 years younger than him and I was like whether you like it or not there is such a huge power dynamic shift there yeah without you even obviously realize without her realizing at the time yeah of course and that's the thing that's so complicated about I just always think about and this is the most ridiculous like extreme to take it to I was thinking about Monica Lewinsky talking about I know I was gonna say that yeah talking about Bill Clinton and how she was just enamored by him and she was like everything was consensual because I was enthusiastically like enthralled in this affair I loved him I adored him I sat and wait for hours for him to call all of those feelings were real and valid to me at the time you could not have told me that it wasn't anything but like a completely thrilling two sides affair but when you grow up and you get older and you see then the, the relationship between a massive age gap and then the added thing of it being in a workplace and then the added thing of someone being having a lot of power and someone not having as much power, the lines start to get like a little bit murky and it's difficult because you can't. A hundred percent. But if you're getting attention from the president of the United States, who everyone would lose their minds over you even being able to be in the same room as that person, it mucks with your mind. Yeah. It would muck up with your mind so much. Yeah. Not comparable to Zach Braff. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is we're gonna um cease and desist tomorrow <laughs> but this is but this is what i mean about it's like it sounds like we're, we're having this conversation to rag on zach braff and that's actually not what i mean to do at all because i don't even know that that necessarily applies to this situation but it's just yeah it i'm not saying that people are fine to jump on instagram and call him a creep but what i am saying is that I think that there is like room for people to raise appropriate questions about, especially given all the shit that's been going on lately in Hollywood. I think there's scope for people to ask those questions without it being wrong or like inappropriate to ask. Yeah. Cause he was, think, they, yeah. they met when he directed her when she was an unknown actress in a film. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and again, there's nothing off the bat wrong with that but it's just worth keeping in mind with the fact that people are criticizing him that this has been a huge topic in hollywood and that she was 20 years old and he was 42 years old you know Mm, i know i know and and then and then if you say anything like this if you even have this conversation people have a go at you (laughs) it's just it's just like you can't get that the nuance of this conversation across in an instagram thread so just don't have the conversation there yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean i think that's the thing because and it's never it's never i i I also just don't i also completely agree with her where it's like it's her relationship it's her business it's none of these random people who have never met them's business which is true and it's not our business but what it is is like the people around her and the people who know them to kind of well, it's, it's just it's, a conversation like for us to have like between us or for people to have behind closed doors or for people to have a little conversation about it's not a conversation for you to loop her in on you know i think that's the <laughs> yeah, difference yeah. Like, she doesn't need to know yeah. about this like we wouldn't call her up and say hey can you jump on a call and then say what do you think about this you know like you don't engage yeah. florence Pugh and zach braff in this conversation about florence Pugh and zach braff but but people do when they jump on instagram it's like Instagram is just not yeah. the place to have that conversation. And if her family and friends or if anyone's family and friends had a problem with it, then, you know, they know them and they know what it's about and they know the ins and outs and then they would be the people that would talk about it. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't understand that. And I think that, I think the problem is, is that someone would see that. I feel like a lot of people saw that and didn't know they were dating, looked up how old he was and were like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then jumped on instagram to write something maybe that they thought was funny or witty about it i'm um, i love the twitter post my friend here where she was literally like it's not an age gap problem it's a zach braff problem and people are just making a joke because he was on scrubs and he's random and you're like why is he going out with the hottest girl in hollywood yes but the problem is when 1.4 million people have that thought at the exact same time and all decide to make their fun little joke it becomes a horrible pile-on yeah. This is the problem. Yeah. So it's like people have just got yeah. to decide not to say something at the time. Yeah. Unless it's really funny. Justice for Zach Braff. I, I, <laughs> I can just see her being like, babe, everyone's calling you a creep and a sicko on my account. And he's probably like, I don't want to know. And don't post a video about it. <laughs> but obviously you're 24 and in love and you literally have to because your life depends on it. I remember when I first started dating, literally all of my ex-boyfriends, you first start dating and you're like, I just have to post about this now or I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> She's Aww. wearing an avocado t-shirt and dancing on her Instagram stories. I have to say, one thing I will recommend everyone to do is watch her cooking videos. Because she she's a great cook and she's been posting really cute cooking tutorials. I'm not following any of them, but I don't even follow her. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> please rate, review, and subscribe. Only good things, of course. And please share and listen to our dinner parties episode, which there'll be another one in your ears Saturday evening, Australian and New Zealand guests, time. special Zach Braff and... <laughs> Florence Pugh. (laughs) We'll see what's really going on. What you got? I'm so sorry. It's like, it's just like a kind of sour rope is the best way to describe it. It's my favorite thing. Sorry, I just just need to eat it right now or I'm going to burst into tears.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.